if you was gonna do all that, if you was gonna do all that, give those people all this money, give them all this support. What was the point of doing this? What changed in two years so drastically that you had to do this? You know, dude, doing that shit on your own time is one thing. Doing that shit on your own time is one thing. Going to your kid's game and doing that shit. What, rep- what, what, what example are you setting for her? What example are you setting for your sons? What example? Dude, you may feel like you're on top of the world right now, but you are the biggest fucking clown. And I'm going sub- to end this topic off with this quote from a representative from Black Lives Matter. While some people see Kanye and Candace's stunts as a distraction, we recognize that it harms thousands of families fighting for justice for their loved ones killed by state-sanctioned violence. It can spread toxic confusion and may be used to legitimize violence, assaults on black people, battling misinformation while continuing to do hard work that liberation requires is nothing new for us. You making it harder, bro. And at this point, this shit's not even funny, it's not even cute, and it's not even passable. Pick a side. If you want to go over there and be with those people, pick a side. Go do that. But don't be fiddling back and forth when it's convenient for you. Just like how Charlemagne said, you want to be black when it's convenient for you. And at this point, bro, you're not even trying to sugarcoat the shit. You are doing this on purpose. So you, 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 you know what? You want to represent? You want to represent black and white lives matter? Stand on that shit. Stand on it. And that's all I have to say. I'm so sick and tired of his bullshit. I'm so sick and tired of that shit. And the fact that you want to make alliances now with motherfuckers who actually truly hate themselves and who actually bash black people all the time. He did the same shit with Trump. We should have canceled his ass then. That's what we should have did. We should have canceled his ass then when he was with Trump. But we let the shit slide because we kept sugarcoating it and saying, boom, he got mental health issues. Well, he got mental health issues. His mama passed. God rest her soul. But no. No. Stand on that shit. Stand on that shit. I can't afford Yeezys anyway, so I'm not even going to buy the shits. But even if I could afford them, and even if I did like them, you're completely cut off. I'm not, no, no, no. And even if you apologize tomorrow, Kanye said all you did was fucked up, I'm still looking at you with a side eye. Stand on that shit. Don't come back pedaling, because y'all know how he get. He go through what he go through, and then when he, when he sees that shit has hit the fan, he starts backpedaling. No, stand on that shit. Stand on it. I'm not tolerating that shit no more. Stand on it. If you're going to be ignorant, stand on it. Anyways. Any fucking ways. N.T. ways. Let's talk about Diddy. Let's talk about Diddy real quick. Kanye, oh my gosh, back to Kanye. Kanye just disappoints me. I'm not even hurt. He just disappoints me because it's just like, you don't like, he's just so hard to understand, but at the same time, the shit's just so cut through. And since that, people 
know that he has mental health issues and know that he's gone through so many things in his life, they like to say, you know, this is the reason why things are happening. And we let shit slide because we feel like he has mental health issues and not we feel like we know he has mental health issues and all types of stuff like that. But at, at this point, mental health don't make you go against your people. Point blank, period. Mental health don't make you, it could make you an asshole. It could make you do erratic things. But you don't go against your people. Mental health don't make you racist, dude. It don't. It don't make you racist, dude. Mental health doesn't force you to go call up the next bitch who hates herself, who's technically a racist, and kick you with her and be on smiles with her. It don't do that. You can go right to hell where Candace Owens is. To hell. Because we're not dealing with that shit. Diddy. Diddy sat down with the Breakfast Club the other day to do an interview. I don't know what the interview was about. I only watched a couple clips for it. Um, but he sat down with the Breakfast Club, which if y'all don't know the Breakfast Club, it consists of Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, and um, DJ Envy. Which DJ Envy? DJ Envy, DJ Envy, and Gia. Gia! Stop promoting the fact that that man cheated on you for compensation. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He's still embarrassing you because the fact that he let you release that shit, trying to discover it, trying to disclose it as you, you telling your truth. Stop it. The hell? Stop that shit. Anyways, he sits down at the breakfast club and the conversation about him owing Mace money and him stealing money from Mace gets brought up. Diddy says he ain't take a motherfucking thing. The only thing that he has offered to his artist on Bad Boy Records was opportunity and love. He says, y'all talking about I owe Mace money? He says, Ace Mace owes me three million motherfucking dollars. He says, Mace owes him $3 million. I'm sorry, y'all. $3 million. He says that he's not a thief. And he claims that people who are thieves should get their hands cut off. And they also called Mace a fake um, pastor, too. That shit was kind of funny. Y'all have to go watch the interview to see the way that Puffy said it. That shit was hilarious. And he says that the multiple people that have come come out against him, saying that he took money from him, were mad at him at the time because he wasn't going to give them the money that they were supposed to get if they made albums. So basically, the way Puffy was explaining it, and this is the way Puffy was explaining it, Sean, Puffy Combs, Carisha Man, which Carisha, leave that damn man alone. Like, I, I, I see what he could give you. Like, I see it. Like, I see you getting all the nice cars, the bags, all types of stuff like that. I see the financial shit that you get from him. Shit. Use them all you want to, girl. Shit. Make that nigga flip the bill. Make him. Shit. But, Carisha, you going out sad in public over this man is so tragic. Even though she's not going out sad as most of these hoes could go out sad. Because most of these bitches be going out sad. Like, for real. Most of these bitches be going out sad. <laughs> but what's it called? Um, she's not going out sad as other people. But like, girl, you're such a fire ass bitch. You know how many niggas are willing to spend the bag on you? Leave Diddy's stupid ass alone. Anyways, multiple people have come out against Diddy. Basically saying that they took money from him. That they he took money from them. But according to Diddy... The reason why they're saying this is because they were supposed to, I guess, complete a certain amount of number of albums. You weren't completing them albums. You weren't making no money. Diddy says people weren't, you know, keeping up to the end of the deal. So he's like, what do y'all expect me to do? Give y'all the money just because? No. So 
he said that he has a show coming out i guess i'm assuming it's gonna be on revolt because revolt is his shit on youtube um, if y'all don't know where Vault is, Revolt is the YouTube channel. And I think it's also like a television channel as well. Um, where Drink Champs is on there too. If y'all don't know Drink Champs is, it's another um, hip-hop based podcast, which is really good. Hosted by Nor. Um, what's it called? I don't have too much to say about Diddy. Um, other than the fact of like, Mace owes him $3 million. He told, he said out of his mouth, he said, Mace, you owe me $3 million. Point period. Mace had dropped a video too. Um, responding to Diddy recently. I don't remember what he said in the video, but um, Mace, if you owe that man money, first of all, you need to apologize to him publicly because the whole world thinks that man's a thief. The whole world thinks that man's a thief. I'm young. And the, the perception of Diddy being a thief was introduced to me basically my whole life, was presented to me my whole life. So I already got it in my head that Diddy's a thief. But if he's not a thief and you lied or you over-exaggerated the, the situation, pay that man, set up a payment plan or something, and apologize publicly for the period. Wrapping up this Diddy segment, Diddy, what the hell are you doing with King Combs' career? I have loved the Combs family, not loved, but I've liked the Combs family for the past, like, five, six years. I freaking like the Combs family. I had a little crush on Justin back in the day. Just was my boo 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 boo. Um, King Combs has been rapping since I've been in middle school with the mother boys. Um, damn, what's that boy name? I think his name's Kai Cash. Um, and a couple other boys. Cyn, Cyn, the mob. I remember that era. If you don't remember that era, you wasn't there. I just feel like if you don't remember that era, you had no dreams and aspirations of being a fly bitch. Because I feel like if you had dreams and aspirations of being a fly bitch, you fucked with the Combses. They was the flyers. You fucked with the Combses and you fucked with the Westbrooks. If you didn't have no ambition of being a fly bitch, then you probably don't even know who I'm talking about right now. But, that's the size point. Ken Combs has been rapping since I've been in middle school. What you gonna do with that boy career? What you gonna do with his career? The BET Hip Hop Awards was cute. He's been modeling. I saw that he was modeling for Dolce & Gabbana, which was cute. But the boy can rap. Just get him a good little songwriter and a good engineer, a good producer. He'll be good. You wanna bring that 90s vibe back? If, you know what? You know what? You know what? Diddy, I'm gonna give you a motherfucking idea. And if you take my idea, Diddy, I want compensation. I want compensation. Okay? I want compensation. King Combs clearly has that 90s swag to him. Did he just market that and act like you're bringing the 90s back? Just do that. Just just market that and push that boy. Make him more consistent. The song he got with Tiana Taylor is cute too. But he has potential. Hopefully it's not marketing the reason why this, this, this boy hasn't blown up. And hopefully it's some shit that's going on behind the scenes that's stunting his growth but if it's marketing if the bad boy's not doing what they need to do y'all need to do better because he clearly got the image clearly got the image so my that's my question to puffy what are we doing or what are you doing about your son's career because king combs could blow he got talent He's not like Justin who just be on instagram actually let me not play justin because justin got his own podcast with drewski don't he don't he i think he do I think he do. 
Shout out to Justin. Shout out to the Combses. Even though I just said I, I didn't even say that much about Diddy. Because I was just saying what the streets were saying, okay? That's not like Wendy Williams, please. <laughs> but anyways, what are you going to do with his career? Do something. King Combs could blow. And he got a good stage presence too. When he performed the Can't Stop, Won't Stop at the Hip Hop Awards, he was dancing, he was keeping up. The only problem I had was, um, what's called? He was basically letting the track sing for him the whole time. Which, he needs to work on his breath control, his breathing control, if that's the problem. Because he don't got a bad voice. From the, like, from the voice I was hearing from, um, from the little bits and pieces of where he was singing in the mic. He don't sound bad. And he don't sound out of breath either. Good stage presence. Mentioning of CEOs, let's quickly talk about the biggest CEO of them all. Gucci. Gucci Mane. My mama loves Gucci Mane. Like, she loves Gucci Mane. I think because my mama loves Gucci Mane, and the reason why my mama loves Gucci Mane, like, she has legitimate reasons why she, like, she, like, fucks with Gucci, is the reason why I fuck with Gucci. Because, um, Gucci's just a real nigga. Like, <laughs> he's just a real nigga at the end of the day. He's just a real nigga. Go do your research on Gucci to see why he's a real nigga. But Gucci out here collaborating with the youngins. He's out here collaborating with the youngins. Um, About a week ago, I saw... I follow this rapper on Instagram called J.Breezy from Jacksonville, which Jacksonville has a lot of talent, a lot of shit going on, but a lot of talent. Y'all go check them out. J.Breezy, K Shorty, Young and Ace, Julio Fulio, um, who else? Queso, Backstreet TK, GMK, Tay Shots. Who else is it? I'm giving the whole Jacksonville shout out. LaCracker, Wagmox. Go check them things out. They hard. Anyways, besides the point. I follow J. Breezy on Instagram because I like his music and I also think he's kind of cute. So, J. if you're listening to this, slide in my DMs and come be my man. Anyways, he drops a song with Gucci called Real Solid, which I think is dope because if y'all don't know, J. just recently like really got in the rap game. Um, so, he's technically, basically, he's a rookie in this shit. Honestly, if you really want to be honest, if you want to put in sports times, he's a rookie in this game. And for Gucci to be such a vet and for Gucci to be in the game for such a long time, that's pretty cool that um, he did a song with him. I think that's dope because, you know, these vets be hating. These old niggas be hating. These old niggas and these old older women be hating, especially in the rap industry. Stop hating. It's really, it's really, really weird, by the way. Really, really weird. <laughs> But anyways, I actually did not come here to talk about Gucci and Jada. I came here to talk about K-Flock and Gucci. Because K-Flock and Gucci just dropped a track called Geeked Up. Which, whoever's on K-Flock's team, shout out to y'all. Because y'all been in y'all bag with K-Flock. K-Flock has been consistent. He's not constantly in our faces, but he's in our faces when he needs to be. And honestly, that's dope. For an artist who really, like, even though K had some type of, like, you know, he had some type of buzz before he went to, before he went away, I feel like he got even more buzz when he went to jail. And, which is so strange how that always happens in the rap industry. These niggas get more buzz when they go to jail. Same thing with fucking D-Thang. Free D-Thang right now. Free right now, free right now, free right now, free RPT. Ooh, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But... Free that man, free RPT, free them all. Seriously. 
seriously free them all 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 but anyways 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 um they've done a great job with keeping k-flock keep keep a k-flock's name out there to be honest they've done a great job and gucci getting on track with him is dope you're getting on track with the vets and that means in my opinion i was questioning k-flock's career not in my opinion but i was questioning k-flock's career and I didn't know where it was going to go because of this case. Because if y'all know, he's fighting a murder right now. I think K-Flock here to stay, y'all. That's really the face of the Bronx. That's really the face of the Bronx. The Bronx. The Bronx. That's the face of the Bronx. That is the face of the Bronx. I don't give a fuck what none of them other niggas say. Even though I love D-Thing and I just started D-Thing out and I really fuck with D-Thing's music. K-Flock K-Fox is the face of the Bronx. He's the face of the Bronx. You got the face of Atlanta and the face of the Bronx linking up. That's dope. Gucci, keep working with these young kids. Keep, keep working with the youth. Keep inspiring these older Negroes to work with the youth as well. You know how many fire tracks we would get if these older vets would just work with the younger cats? No one is, it's not a competition, bro. No one is here to take your place. If your place is being taken, it was meant to be taken. Um, a little side note here, mentioning of like people helping out the youth. Boss Top, which if I don't know who Boss Top is, he runs with OTF. Um, he's a part of O Block, which if y'all don't know who O Block is, that's the block King Von is from. Um, uh, from 64th and from 65th, that part of Chicago. Um, Boss Top's a rapper from Chicago. Y'all should go fuck with him. Um, he has this dope ass song with feature on King Von's album, Go and Get Him Fire. But anyways, Boss Top was one of the dudes back in the day running with Ch- keeping them. Like, he's been around for a long time. He has a football team, um, basically, for O-Block. And if y'all don't know what O-Block is, O-Block is basically, a, well, O-Block Parkway Gardens is um, a project, it's a project, I guess a project housing, a project situation in, <laughs> in Chicago. And it's, um, go search it up. Um... But he is starting a football team, I guess a little league football team, um, for kids from six to fourteen. And he said he is paying for applications and paying for transportation. And I wanted to put that in here because even though we're gonna talk about people and call people out, we also gonna call out the positive, we're gonna call out the good. Boss Top doing this is good. It's good and it's positive, and he should be praised for that. Shout out to you, Boss Top. Shout out to you. I'm doing something for the kids, lead the kids into a better direction. Learning from your situation and making it better for other people's situation. That's what you niggas should do. That's called growth. Some people don't understand that. But anyways, moving forward, this AC is pissing me off. <laughs> so it's pissing me off. But anyways, on to our last two topics. Let's talk about, let's switch gears. We're done talking about music for a little bit. Let's switch gears and talk about Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Oh my gosh, child. This has been the biggest story in the sports world next to the Robert Sarver story. Because this story is just like, it's big because it's two, like the characters in the story are two big people in the league. And also you have a vet who physically assaulted a younger guy. Like, (laughs) 
there's so much shit going on anyways if y'all don't know what's, what i'm talking about um news broke out about a week ago that draymond green um who is a player for the golden state warriors and jordan Poole, who's also another player for the golden state warriors they had got into it at the training facility at the golden state warriors training facility the other day that's all that got broken out. That's all ESPN said. They had gone to a situation and somebody was physically assaulted. That somebody was Jordan Poole. Was physically assaulted by Jay Green. That's all we knew. A couple days go by. TMZ Sports drops the footage. I guess whoever leaked the... I guess someone had sold TMZ the footage. And that's how they got it. Because that's um, what people are saying right now. Someone sold TMZ the footage. And now they're trying to figure out who sold TMZ the footage. Because... In that footage, you can see, I guess, okay, I'm going to describe the footage for y'all if y'all don't want to go watch it, because I watched it. I guess they had some, like, words exchanged. Draymond's big ass approaches Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole shoves him, because he's probably like, yo, don't get in my face. Draymond takes that as ultimate disrespect and just full force, close, close fist, punches the nigga. He punches the nigga. And, um, I mean, I've seen niggas punch each other before. That ain't nothing new. I mean, <laughs> that ain't nothing new. I mean, I see why people are acting the way they are. They're acting towards it. But, like, y'all, these are, at the end of the day, scratch all this NBA shit. If these was two niggas on the street, y'all wouldn't give a fuck. Y'all wouldn't care. Y'all wouldn't care. Y'all wouldn't care. So, this situation causes Draymond Green basically to say that he's taking time away from the team to give everybody some space. Um, actually, it was reported by one of the outlets, either ESPN, it was ESPN, because I only get my, my news from ESPN. ESPN basically said that the Warriors and Draymond Green came to, you know, an agreement that he needs to take time away from the team, which is understandable. Honestly, that's all that needs to be done. If you really want me to be real with you, maybe write the nigga up. And maybe have them miss like two games. But that's all that needs to be done. There doesn't need to be a trade that needs to be happened. There doesn't need to be a contract split. None of that shit. Draymond doesn't need to be benched. None of that. Take two games away from him and ride him up. And have him take some time. That's all of that. All, that's all that needs to happen. That's all that needs to happen. Because he's clearly remorseful, but then again, you never know because motherfuckers be saying one thing just for it to look a certain way and then actually mean another. But he's clearly remorseful because according to ESPN, this is what he said. He said, I, I do want to give the t my team some space. I want to give Jordan some space and then also take a few days and continue to work on myself. Take some time to let everything breathe. The man said it himself. He want to give the team some space. He want to give Jordan some space. And he want to take some space to work on whatever he got going on. He sees there's a problem. So he's going to try to figure it out. Do I think Draymond's telling the truth? I don't know. I don't know. Because public figures lie in your face all the time to ease the situation. Because now the situation is blowing out of proportion. No. It's blowing out of proportion. Like, now, instead of us talking about the preseason and getting excited about the season that's about to start... We talk about Draymond and pool beef in that goddamn practice. You know how many niggas is beefing at practice? You know how many niggas is fighting at practice? Like, come on. 
do you like it's nothing new this is nothing that sports fans sports fans should get hoopla over like i get it y'all want to be messy y'all want another tea but like come on i feel like okay with celebrities it's different with athletes and celebrities is different an athlete an athlete's not going to come out and tell you their tea unless somebody else is coming out telling the tea or unless they got a leak in somewhere. somewhere. So we're not going to know the reason why this happened unless Jordan Peele or Draymond, Jordan Peele, excuse me, Jordan Poole or Draymond Green come out and express why it happened. And even then, they're not going to tell you the full real deal spill because they're going to tell you, they're only going to tell you the things that is going to make them look good for one and they're only going to tell you the things that they know the public can handle <laughs> and it's just like now it's a big ass thing now it's a big ass thing steve kerr actually said he was like steve kerr who's the coach of the um the golden state warriors but he's also an ex-nba player and an ex-nba champion and played with michael jordan the fucking michael jordan by the way um he said in his 32 years, I've probably seen 20, 20 plus fights. It should not make it out of our walls. And I strongly agree with him. Because now this is a big ass issue. Now you're giving the media something to talk about. Which, shit, I'm not mad. Like, give the media something to talk about. But if you're going to give the media something to talk about, make sure it's something worthy. We don't care. Well, I don't give a damn that Draymond and Jordan got into it. Niggas get into it all the time. They're grown ass men. They can sit down and they can talk about it. And that's all I got to say. Leave those people alone. Let the organization figure it out. And go from there. One thing period. Like I said. Golden State don't need to trade him or none of that shit. Just suspend him for two games. And that's it. That's it. Draymond you was dead ass wrong though for hitting that boy. Dead ass wrong. You're a leader on that team. You're supposed to lead the way. You don't lead the way by beating up on your teammates. You're too. First of all, at your big age, you should know how to communicate how you feel. Point like period. And leave that shit at home. You don't leave. You don't bring that shit to your place of business. You don't do that. You do not do that. Woo! I'm really excited to talk about this topic. I'm actually super excited to talk about this topic. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because everybody around me has loved this project everybody my homegirls and i have been listening to this project since it came out friday night this project right here this shit this shit right here i literally have been saying i need new music to listen to because i haven't been you know i've been listening to the same I, i've had the same rotation for the past month G Herbo Survivor's Remorse Side A 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 G Herbo G fucking Herbo G fucking Herbo G fucking Herbo G Herbo I feel like you heard us talking shit I feel like you heard us talking shit Because I know he heard us talking shit And I know he saw us talking shit too Because the problem with G Herbo was It was never his bars It was never him as a person the problem with G Herbo was he wasn't on beat. And the problem with G Herbo was now that I look at it comparing Survivor's Remorse to a PTSD, which PTSD was still a great project, by the way. 
But the problem was he wasn't a beat and he didn't have the best beat selection. Excuse me. He didn't have the best beat selection. Survivor's remorse? Lord, the the first track on that bitch, banging. The first track featuring Yo Son, banging. The joint with Jeremiah with the flashing lights sample, banging. I feel like that's really dope for Chicago, by the way, because that, that screams Chicago because Kanye's from Chicago, Jeremiah and G Herbo are from Chicago. They're on flashing lights, which was made by a Chicago artist. Fire. Fire. Um, no skips. No skips. No skips. And it takes a lot for me to say that. Cause albums, even though I listen to a lot of music, albums are not really like they're my thing. But it takes a lot for an album to like catch my attention and keep my attention. Giarbo, you in your bag. Don't backtrack. This is growth, Herbert. This is growth. This is growth. Mention it, Giarbo. The debate of G Herbo versus Lil Dark, we're not having that debate. Shut it down now. Shut it down now. You know why we're not having that debate? Because they're two different artists, in a sense. G Herbo is a real-life rapper. G Herbo would get in, the, get in the booth with niggas and battle niggas. No hesitation. No pen, no paper. That's the type of dude G Herbo is. Lil Durk is the type of nigga that make, makes love songs. He still got, he's, he's still the voice. Don't get it fucked up. That's the voice. And Dirk, 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 Dirk. Willow Daddy. Willow Daddy. Even though I asked Yo Gotti for a job in the first episode, I really want to work for OTF. Like, I really got some ideas for OTF for real. Like, have somebody reach out to me for real. Because I really, I really, I really got some shit. I really, like, if y'all don't know me, I'm a big Lil Dark fan. I love Lil Dark. Um, I was a big King Von fan when he's here. I'm still a big King Von fan. I hold it down for Von like I'm on the PR team or something. Like, every time Vaughn dropping something, I'm posting it until I can't post no more. Like, I fucks with Vaughn. Vaughn, that's real music. In my opinion, that's real music. Even though it's drill, and people say whatever they want to say about drill, that's real music. You can't take that from them. But what's it called? Um, I love Lil Dark. I love OTF. So, Dark, I've really got some good ideas. Don't have me get in the DMs now. Don't have me get in the DMs. I can't even DM you because you're done deleting your shit. I'm going to have to DM Buka some duty low. Y'all mind. Duty low if you're hearing this shit. Reach out to a pimp. OTF could be OTF. Even though it's OTF now. Nigga, it could be OTF. Put me on team. I don't got to be from Chicago to be on the team. Anyways, stop the comparison. G Herbo and Lil Dark, we're not having that comparison. We're not doing that shit. We're not doing that shit. We're not doing it. They're not even the same type of art. They're not the same type of rapper. They don't they don't even use the same type of shit in the studio. When has G Herbo ever used auto-tune? When has G Herbo ever tried to sing on a song? Probably a couple times. But when has he ever really tried to sing on a song? Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm still new to G Herbo shit from but but from the shit I've listened to, I don't remember. I don't remember. 
G Herbo ever tried to go this down the same route as Dark went down. Seventy, you could compare seventy two twenty to fucking Survivors or more. They're not the same. You can't compare. Stop the comparison. I'm not gonna fucking play with y'all. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not. Wow. We are wrapping up the show. Ah! Anyways. I brought a new segment to the show because we can't just be talking about tea. We can't just be talking about news. We can't just be talking about other people. We need to bring some segments. This is a real life show now. We may not have all the components, but we, we got some. We growing every day. So, the new segment I want to introduce to the show, which is pretty cool, is going to be called, it's called, What Are You Listening To? Because this is what I'm listening to. Basically, it's like a song and a show type of vibe. So, I'm basically going to introduce you guys one song that I've been listening to throughout this week or throughout um, the time I spent from last, the time from last episode that was filmed to me filming now, which is like a, not even a week span for it was like a four or five day span. And the songs I'm going to introduce to you guys are, well, I have two songs today because the second song I just want to put out there because I fuck with the song and I fuck with my girl, Maya the Dawn. Maya the Dawn! Big Dawn, Big Dawn! But usually I have one song, but today I have two. So the first song, since our since we just just wrapped up G Herbo, first song is Shade Room by G Herbo, which is such a good song. Please go check it out. It's on Survivors of More Side A. And if you haven't go checked out Survivors of More Side B, please go do that. Cause I know that shit's fire. I started yesterday, fire. And the second song I'm gonna shout out is Myla Dawn's Telfy. Cause Bad bitch when I'm up in a function. Johnny Dang on the chain it's custom. Walk through when I'm looking like a hottie little baby woman nods with the body is busted. Fire. Go check that shit out. <coughs> <coughs> that was so embarrassing. Anyways, before I have a cough attack, I'm gonna get my ass off of here. And yeah. <laughs> 